Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another Victory Monday edition of the Believe in Lions podcast. I'm your host, as always, at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, coming to or coming to you with the all-pro safety that had a couple victory Mondays back in his day for the Detroit Lions, the interception leader of the 2014 season, the all-pro Glover Quinn. What up? Just enjoying the new year with a Lions dominant win. It was a good time yesterday. It was. It was. And we, I mean, the Bears are not, you know, they needed that game coming off of what they did in Carolina, but it also makes, you know, what they did in Carolina that much harder because, you know, they beat Carolina yesterday. They went in game number nine yep. and the implications in, in, in the last week would be totally different. So it was a great win. It was a great way to start the new year. They played great. I mean, they played exactly how we probably expected them to play. Exactly how they should have played. Exactly, you know, the last home game in front of the fans has been faithful all year. They put on a show, and it was good to see. It was fun to watch. It was, and all the fans there, it was loud in Detroit. And what's kind of frustrating, but also good, so we get Justin Fields. He finishes with 132 yards rushing, but 60 of it come on that one play in the first quarter where a fourth first quarter where they scored all 10 of their points. So the running backs, they get held to a combined 55 rushing yards, which is great, but it just makes that Carolina performance just that much more head scratching. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they, they clearly didn't want to play in Carolina. No, they do you see the grievance that's being filed by the NFLPA that Carolina's field is too hard. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> I don't know if it's the Lions or the Players Association, but either way, that game Detroit versus Carolina, the field was too hard, and now they're investigating it. I mean, if they were playing on different fields, I would feel a certain type of way, but Carolina played on the same field, so it was possible <laughs> to win and be successful on that field. The Lions just didn't do it, so. Right. I mean, it's important for player safety, but some Lions fans are acting like, oh, well, that that that's important. This matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. We should look into it for next year to make sure if it gets that cold again, it's not that hard, but it doesn't matter to the Lions. What matters is they got whooped by the Carolina Panthers. And this week they did the whooping of the Chicago Bears. Seven sacks of Justin Fields. Football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, 
free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, hockey, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah. I mean, we 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 said it going into the game. Like Justin Field has done some great things running the ball. You know, when you look at how the game was going at, at, at for a long point in time, he only had like two or three completions, but he had over a hundred yards rushing, I think, in the first quarter almost. So he's done some great things as a good young quarterback. You need to get him a good, reliable tight end and a good you know, number one wide receiver so that he can really develop as a passer because his running skills are not going to go away. But if he can develop as a passer and have that as a threat to his game as well, he's going to be a really good young quarterback. But you also knew that he would make some young mistakes. And I'm not saying that they're mistakes, but, you know, as a quarterback, you're trying to throw the ball. You run it at times, but you were trying to throw the ball. And sometimes I think, you know, he gets caught. I don't know if he got injured a little bit or whatever, but sometimes I think you get caught holding the ball a little bit, trying to throw it. And then you just start getting a few sacks. And, you know, the Lions defense, you know, James Houston has really came in and and made his presence felt. Um, and he just provides a, a, a more pressure, some speed off the edge, opens up things for, for other guys. And, you know, for him and Aiden to both be rookies, they're going to have a pretty dynamic tandem going into to next year. And hopefully those guys can continue to develop. But it was a fun day for the defense yesterday. Sacks, turnovers. They played how they needed to play. They did. They really did. James Houston, he – Three sacks yesterday, and it wasn't all the speed either. He had that bull rush where he dumped the offensive tackle right into Justin Fields' lap, sacked him with his own offensive lineman. He's now tied with Aiden. Seven and a half sacks each, but James Houston did it in just six games. But Yeah, he's been on a tear. Yes, but Aiden, to his credit, half sack yesterday. He gets the interception, and the man looks like a linebacker out there when he – is in coverage just read the quarterback's eyes and i've never seen a defensive end move like a linebacker in coverage like that it's wild yeah he's very uh athletic he he got some ball skills um you know today's game you know good edge rushers are kind of like outside linebackers those guys are athletic they're lean they're mean they're fast um athletic he fits right in there with those guys Joey Bosa's, you know, Nick Bosa, um, TJ Watt, you know, all those guys coming up the edge are, are athletic. Chase Young's, those guys are freakish athletes, man. And uh, Aiden's right there. He's going to get bigger this offseason. And, you know, the, the going into your rookie year is tough, man. You're coming off a senior season, straight to combine training, straight to the draft. You know, you get drafted number number two overall, number one to, you know, a team. And you got everything going on. You're trying to transition from college to the pros to, 
this. You don't really know what to expect, so you're just kind of doing whatever. You know, coming off of uh, off season with the Lions, somewhat off season, to having a full season. Now you finally get to take a little break for a little bit, but get right back into training. But you know what to expect now. You know what you're working for. You've learned so much in this rookie year that I would expect him to have a major jump next year. And a major jump on seven and a half sacks and counting plus three interceptions. The sky is the limit. And this rookie class in general, we already talked about James Houston. We talked about Aiden Hutchinson. Josh Pascal comes in for two sacks yesterday. He missed a lot of the season when he had the hernia surgery. So nice to see him developing. Just adds another defensive lineman to the pass rush. We've got Rodrigo back there, Kirby Joseph. It's a fun class, and it's just a fun team because even when you look at the offense, Jamal Williams had that kind of day that you've been hoping for for weeks now. You kept saying, man, he's got to break a long run, and he didn't score this time, but that run was just incredible. Goes for over 157 yards from scrimmage with the touchdown. Jamal Williams had himself a day, gets the team fired up, and it wasn't even just him. DeAndre Swift popped off too. Oh, yeah, those guys are running, man. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. When you can run the ball, it's going to make things so much easier for everybody else. And like you said, it was finally good to see Jamal break a long run. Um, He's been amazing in short yardage, goal line situations. Um, But to see him break one, you know, get to open up a little bit, you know, that was good to see. And, you know, DeAndre Swift looked fresh. He looked fast. He look powerful um those guys look good yesterday man i have nothing to say i you know i was sitting there and this is this is this is hard i don't even really want to say this but i was sitting there wondering how how do people you know really feel about the barry sanders record mm-hmm. and jamal williams because Barry was so different as a runner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, for when Barry breaks, the, when Barry make you know sets the record and all these things, like he's putting up tons and tons and tons of yards to go with that. You know what I'm saying? And so Jamal has been fortunate to stay healthy and be able to get in the end zone a lot this year, but I don't even know how, how close he is to a thousand yards. I think he cracked it yesterday. Let me, double he cracked a thousand. This. Let me double check. It might be from scrimmage though. It might not be rushing. So let me get, get that up while you uh, continue. But I was just wondering, you know, when they were saying it, you know, and Barry was at the game. I don't know if he was there. They, they, I don't know if they were expecting to break the record. I don't know, but I was just wondering how do, you know, what do you think people thinking feel? Do, do they feel happy for Jamal or is it like oh I'm glad he's having a good year but I hope he don't break Barry's record I don't know it was a weird thought I I get it though and I was kind of wondering I I wasn't going to ask you in in those terms for the record Jamal Williams 994 rushing yards he has topped a thousand yards from scrimmage he's sitting here at 1067 yards from scrimmage and only need six yards to get to that thousand yard mark. But I was, I wanted to ask you that because Barry Sanders, such a legend, 
Jamal Williams, great player. The fans love him, but it it's not Barry Sanders, right? It's the same as anyone breaking a Calvin Johnson record or a, a Walter Payton, or there's so many players around the league that are just transcendent, larger than life. And so I'm sure, I, I, I don't know, like from a fan perspective, I, I'm just happy to see Jamal Williams balling out, see yes. it contribute to the team. You wonder if all fans feel that way. You wonder if the front office feels that way. And what about the players? Do you think the players are just all in on their guy getting that record if he can? Yeah, I, I, I think the players are, are all in on their guy getting the record. I don't I don't think because yeah. those guys don't even really know Barry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All those guys are young. So I think they would be all in on it. I think you will have some of the older fans that would be like, ah, you know, because you sit back and you look at Calvin Johnson, right? Cooper mm-hmm. Cup is going, you know, had the opportunity to break Calvin Johnson's record, I think, last year. And I can't remember if he did or not, but it was also like, well, Calvin only played in 16 games. You know, Cooper Cup gets 17 games. So technically, you know what I'm saying? Like, did he really break the record because – Kevin only has 16 games. Um, so it's, you know, these records, man, I, I think, I think, you know, people feel a certain type of way about records that come from all time greats. And I feel like when they get broken by people that the world feels is deserving of it, it's, it's accepted more than someone that just you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you know like like I feel like when 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 people do like like even like like you say last year you know what I'm saying Cooper Cooper Cup going back to the Calvin Johnson one Cooper Cup for the most part basically came strong last year yeah he hasn't that I know of. He hasn't had four, five, six years of that dominant type of performance, right? So for him to just get a quarterback in Stafford, stay healthy and have a one big year like that, it's kind of like, ah, we don't really want him to break the record. But if you would have took a guy like like a Larry Fitzgerald – Mm-hmm. You know, they have been putting in numbers and numbers and numbers and numbers and numbers, you know, and he broke the record. You probably be like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Like even for Justin Jefferson. I think he had an opportunity to do some things. He's not going to get it now because he didn't put up anything yesterday. But I think he had an opportunity to do some things. And I think people may have felt some type of way just because he's so young, mm-hmm. right? If he was in year six and he had been balling, 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 it probably have been like, man, this guy has been putting up numbers for a long time. I'm, I'm finally glad to see him, like, break the record. But I always wonder how people feel about that stuff. And I, th- I think you'll always have the people who are older that 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 don't want to see those records broken, and you have the younger people that that do want to see those records broken. Um, but I did I did have that thought yesterday. Like, what are the people really feeling about 
if Jamal breaks Barry Sanders' record? Like, you, and you even brought up, what is the organization feeling? Right? Are they going to be talking to the coaches and say, hey, you know, may, maybe don't break the record if you can avoid it? Like, <laughs> is that a thing? It's probably not happening, obviously. It's a must win, but I don't I, know. I don't know. I mean, either. Like, is I've never been in that situation. Never, never, you know, never experienced it up close and personal. So I don't know. It's, that's a crazy thought, though. And, and like I say, does it matter who the person is? Like if it wasn't Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. right? Like if it was, um, I don't know, who was, was another Reggie Bush? Let's say right, was, yeah. Like if Reggie Bush came years. there, and in his you know two or three years there, he just had one good season, and you know he went off and scored fifteen touchdowns. They probably wouldn't care if Jamal came and scored 16, right? But for Hall of Famer, all-time legend of the franchise, the guy that did, you know, so much for that franchise, the the weight that he carried, the way that he went about it, what he went through to earn those 16 touchdowns, I think it means a little more to the organization. It definitely. I don't does. know. I don't know. That that's that's a debatable thing. Yeah, it definitely matters to them, and it's definitely something that they take pride in. But you just wonder how far that pride stretches, where if it starts impacting other players, and at least with Jamal Williams too, he's very loved in the locker room, and it'll be interesting to see. Now, so let let's say he does break the record. He's a free agent after this year. So does that add extra incentive to re-sign him because he's got this record now? It's just there's all these things that we don't really get to see or experience, but they're they're in the back of someone's mind, right? If we're thinking about it, other people are thinking about it too. No question. No question. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how it goes next week. It's going to be cold, so they're going to have to lean on the run game in Green Bay. Green Bay's defense has been playing better. You know. Former team, too, Jamal Williams. Right. It'll be interesting to see if they get down inside the five and DeAndre Swift is in the game or Jamal's in the game. Very interesting. Are you tired of having to play fantasy? sports across multiple platforms well now you can play fantasy sports the way you want all in one place with rival fantasy RivalFantasy.com is the only fantasy sports platform with three unique game styles number one we've got challenges where you create your own head-to-heads like deandre swift will outscore jamal williams and then other players will feel free to challenge you directly we also have number two the fantasy book the traditional over-unders that we all know and love. And number three, we've got Fantasy Bingo that you can play only at RivalFantasy.com. Our friends at PlayerProfiler.com have a special offer for you with Rival Fantasy. Sign up today with RivalFantasy.com and use promo code PLAYER and you will activate your 100% first play insurance so you can play worry-free. 
That's RivalFantasy.com for a 100% loss protection up to $50 on your first deposit with promo code PLAYER, courtesy of PlayerProfiler.com. It is. I, and it, I, w- one final note on this. I think it just, the person definitely does matter. When you see Patrick Mahomes breaking all these records, no one bats an eye. Cause, oh, well, it's just Patrick Mahomes. That's what right. he does. He, he shatters everyone's record. He's now one of, I think, three quarterbacks with multiple 5,000 yard seasons. Ah, it's just Patrick Mahomes. Like, and no one reacts. But just, I think Justin Jefferson, he might be on his way to that in a couple more years, but it definitely was the case. Oh, well. He's he could break Calvin Johnson's record. Well, he's got to do it this week, though. Otherwise, it doesn't count. If he breaks it next week, then, you know, it, it, it's not real because it's 17 games. And Justin Jefferson just got completely shut down by the Green Bay Packers, which I thought was so interesting because week one, he lights them up. And then Jair Alexander comes out this week. No, nah, that was a fluke. And usually when you're the guy saying, no, that was a fluke. Usually when you're the guy talking in the media, I find you're the guy who gets on the losing end of that battle. But this time, Jair Alexander, even from the first target, hits the gritty on Justin Jefferson and completely mentally just destroys him in that battle. Yeah. You know, Jair played great, you know, and, you know, I saw a lot of things people saying, you know, it's easy when you got safety help and all this stuff. Hey, man, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Jair played great. The Packers defense played great. You know, coming off of what Justin did the first game of the season, coming off the season he's been having. You know, Justin Jefferson's season, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. Justin Jefferson's season looks exactly like the Minnesota Vikings season. It's true. He's been putting up numbers, major numbers. When he puts up numbers, he puts up numbers when he don't put up numbers. He don't put up numbers. Like he'll go 13 catches, 235 yards and two touchdowns. And he'll go one catch 12 yards. You know what I'm saying? He don't have that in between game. He's either balling, balling or he ain't doing much. And you look at the, you know, few of the games that they lost Philadelphia game. He didn't do much. Yesterday, he didn't do much. You know, they lost to the Lions, but he he balled out on the Lions the second game, right? But he's just like the Vikings. The Vikings, when, they, when they're playing well, they can beat you pretty good offensively and defensively. When they lose, they lose awful. Like, the, the, the Vikings may be the one team that – Everybody in the NFC wants to play in the playoffs. I don't I think they would rather play the Vikings over Tampa. Especially after that last game. Because the Vikings, like I said, they they can be so bad. And when they're bad, they're bad. And yes, they've had some comeback wins and all that stuff this year. You can't make a living trying to always come from behind in the NFL, especially in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, you're playing against good football teams. You may come from behind and beat a bad football team. It's going to be very hard to come from behind and beat good playoff teams. So 
I don't have a lot of confidence in the Vikings, but the Vikings got the potential to go all the way. It's <laughs> the craziest thing about those guys. That's the, and that's the crazy thing about the NFL. I always make this comparison where if Joe Flacco can go and have four perfect games, take his team to the Super Bowl, Kirk Cousins could do it too. That's just the way the NFL works. Daniel Jones could do it too. And right now, Daniel Jones would be facing the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins in the playoffs, a game that we just saw come down to a last-second field goal. So truly anything can happen once we get to the playoffs. It's all about getting to the playoffs. And the Washington Commanders, they've officially been eliminated from playoff contention. Did you see that interview with Ron Rivera yesterday where he was asked, so you mentioned making a switch at quarterback. He wouldn't commit to Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke. Will you start Sam Howell if you're eliminated today? We can be eliminated today. Had no idea that yeah. if the Lions and Packers won, that the commanders were out. And so do you think he had a little bit of regret rolling with Carson Wentz? No, if he had known that he could have been eliminated. I don't even know what's the point of rolling with Carson Wentz. I mean, no. he hasn't started since week six. You've been riding with Tyler Heineke. That is, is what it is. Like, unless Tyler Heineke was hurt or anything like that, you roll with Tyler Heineke. You got two games left. The only way the only way you don't roll with Tyler Heineke is if you're throwing a, you're throwing the white waving the white flag, and we want to see somebody else. And you still wouldn't have went with Carson Wentz. You would have went with Sam Howell to see what do we have. So, yeah, that that was just a mental error by the coach. He didn't understand his team, people, whoever didn't inform him of all the scenarios, what was going on, and that I don't want to say it cost him, but it could have cost them it could have it very well could have and it's it's one thing to make the switch to a guy it, a guy like taylor heineke where the locker room is completely bought in if you're going to a guy the locker room loves the fan base loves because carson Wentz from the first quarter they were getting heineke chance the fans wanted taylor heineke in and so to make that switch in that moment it's gonna be tough but at the same time commanders are in a weird transition phase anyways where they're selling the team so the jobs are probably safe there anyways but it's just a nightmare situation one that actually helped us out yeah i don't know man it's been a lot going on this season a lot going on this season and it's just gonna continue to get crazier and crazier you know teams are playing their way in teams are playing their way out and yesterday the commanders played their way out. You know, I think Ron Rivera is a good coach. I think he, you know, he does a great job. He just made a blunder yesterday. It happens. You know. It does. It happens. But we're set up for a great week 18 finish. Going to be some great games on the slate. And unfortunately for the Detroit Lions, We got to depend on. For one, you got to go beat the Packers. Yep. But then you got to depend on the LA Rams to beat Seattle. Oof. That's tough. It's I've I've got the Ram shirt on. I'm manifesting it. I'm thinking. You know what? We, the Detroit Lions, sent the Rams all of that good karma. The fan base rooted for them. Everyone wanted them to get the Super Bowl. Let Matthew Stafford pick his destination. So that's a lot of good karma that the Detroit Lions fan base and organization has built up with the Rams. Baker Mayfield, we're begging you. 
please knock off the Seattle Seahawks. Have somebody, you know, we need to get somebody. I saw some clips of Baker Mayfield the other day on Instagram when he was in college and the players from Kansas or somebody like didn't want to shake his hand at the warm up. You know, they was doing something and he just couldn't came out and torched them. We need somebody from Seattle to upset Baker Mayfield this weekend. Say some some old somebody that played against him in college and whatever. Don't like we need them to make a comment or something. Somebody from the Lions organization need to start some fake Twitter beef between Seattle and Baker Mayfield so he can come out and have the game of his entire life and want nothing more but to spoil the Seattle Seahawks chances of going to the playoffs. But the Lions got to go and beat the Packers or none of that matters. This is true. It's it's a weird situation to be in where you don't control your own destiny, but the team you're facing does. Because if the Packers win, doesn't matter what Seattle does. They've now got the tiebreaker and the Packers are in the playoffs. Have you ever been in a situation like that where your opponent controls your their destiny, but you don't fully control yours? Well, I mean, most of the time is, you know, most of the time is like that. You know what I'm saying? You got one team to have. They in control. So if they win, they're in. And you, if 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 that's the situation, and you still got a chance, well, then obviously you got to win and hope somebody else help you out. So that happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? Just team win, they're in. If you win and somebody else lose or this and this and that, then you can get in. So yeah, that happens. You know the Packers. Um, you know I made some comments earlier in in the season. I thought they were dead. I thought they were done. I thought they were cooked. And Aaron Rodgers just finds a way to keep those guys, you know, with a smither of hope. And, you know, a lot of teams that were playing well, they didn't take care of business. Minnesota didn't take care of business. You know, Packers, I think, have won five of the last six games or something like that. So they've done a great job to to work themselves back in. And like we always say, it's not about who is the best team. It's about who's playing the best at the right time. And the Packers are playing pretty good right now. And the respect that the league has for Aaron Rodgers and all this and that, like if, if they beat the Lions and get in the playoffs, they're going to be the, the seventh seed. I don't know if Minnesota wants to play them. If Minnesota is the two, I, I just don't think Minnesota wants to play them. Nope. If San Francisco is the two, Green Bay probably don't want to play San Francisco. But I think they would take their chances with Aaron Rodgers over Brock Purdy. Is what it is, you know. So it's going to be an interesting week 18. Very interesting. It is. There's so much on the line. And we already have two games announced. We know the Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, evening, night game, whatever you want to call it. We've got Kansas City versus the Raiders, which – I don't know, kind of weird to put on an island game on Saturday. I mean, I guess if the Bills lose tonight and Kansas City wins against the Raiders, they clinch the first seed. But I don't know, I thought that was an interesting choice. But the one that actually makes sense, Titans versus Jaguars Saturday night for a playoff spot. Winner gets in, but if the Jaguars lose, 
they're not eliminated because they can still get in if the Patriots lose to the Bills, Dolphins lose to the Jets, and Steelers lose to the Browns because the Steelers haven't even been eliminated yet. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I thought, you know, you see all these years Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season, right? And I'm just sitting there like early this like, wow, Mike Tomlin is finally going to have a losing season. And I feel so bad because it's coming on the year where he – doesn't have a quarterback, and he got this, and he got that. And then all of a sudden, you look up, and they're 8-8. Eight and eight. They're 8-8, eight and eight, and they got a chance. And they got to play uh, Cleveland next week. They beat Cleveland. It'd be 9-8. and eight with a chance to get in there. And it's just so crazy that what these guys have been able to do, like, I think everybody wrote the Steelers off a long time ago. And now you look up and you're like, where do these guys come from? It's exactly how I feel about the Packers. I wrote those guys off. I was just like, where do these guys come from? You know, but, you know, the season is a, is, is a marathon. And you have these teams, you know, the Giants were able to find enough muster to, to, to keep going. The Jets, they fell. They came out at the gates running fast. And they slowly, they slowly fell. You know, Miami, they slowly, they're slowly, they're slowly falling. And I know a lot hasn't been, you know, to do with Tua and the quarterback and all those issues, but they're slowly withering down. And you get these teams that have been there, done it for a long period of time, and they have the right leaders in place, Mike Tomlin, Aaron Rodgers. These guys have just continued to do exactly what they need to do. The Patriots. And you look up at the end of the year and they're right there with a chance to get in at the end. And like I said, even the Patriots, even the, the Bucks, they've had an awful year, but they've done just enough to get in. And nobody probably wants to play Tom Brady and the Bucks in the playoffs. Not after he throws for 400 yards, four total touchdowns, three passing, one, the king of the QB sneak, three TDs to Mike Evans. So Tom Brady, who we, again, we wrote off Tom Brady. We wrote off Aaron Rodgers, the Steelers, all these people that we wrote off earlier in the year, they didn't write back and now they're right in the hunt. It's going to be a wild weekend coming up. We'll talk about it later in the week. But before we get you out of here, Glover, I just want to ask, who do you think is going to be the Sunday night football game? Because Packers versus Lions, you know the NFL might just say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers, he could get into the playoffs, so why not put him there? But then the same thing stands for the Patriots. They could get in if they beat the Bills. And then there's an actual championship game potentially if the bills lose or Bengals lose tonight ravens versus Bengals is for the afc north and then there's also giants versus eagles because the eagles still need to clinch that one seed crazy that the eagles have to play their starters the giants could bench theirs if they had a mind to so where do you think this is going to end up who is going to be the sunday night football game well, I think if the Bills go and win tonight, it's going to be the the Bengals and the, the Ravens because that is the AFC um, title game, right? Yeah. That, that game will determine the AFC North title. I think the Lions, Packers, Seahawks, I think those are all before 25 games. 
Mm-hmm. And I think they'll play both of those games at the same time because all three of those games affect one another, right? Green Bay wouldn't be worried about the other game because Green Bay controls their destiny. They just need to win. So I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay don't even show the scores to the game in the stadium because the Seattle game doesn't matter to them. The only thing that matters to Green Bay is going to win, period. Because if they don't win, they're not going to be in even if Seattle loses. Because if Seattle loses and Green Bay don't win, that means the Lions are going to be in. So nothing else matters outside of Lambeau Field for the Green Bay Packers. So like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even announce or show the scores to Seattle's game. Um, But I think they'll play both of those games at 425 at the same time. Um, Like I said, I think if if the Bills win tonight, the, the Ravens and the Bengals will get the Sunday night game. Joe Burrow time. They'll probably be hoping that Lamar Jackson makes it back, and that's a big-time matchup Sunday night football for the for the uh, AFC North title. And I think they moved some games to primetime on, on, on Saturday. Um, but that's what I think. Now, if, if the, the Bengals win tonight, then I don't know who gets the Sunday night game. Right. They may not have one. No, they, they, they've had that year where they didn't have a Sunday night game. That's true. I forgot about that. So I, I think if they don't feel like they have that matchup, like the Bengals and the Ravens, the potential win it all type, they may not have one. They may not have one. If they do, it'll be the Lions and the Packers. It'll be Lions and the Packers. And they'll let the Seahawks play at the 4 o'clock game. And if the Seahawks win, the Seahawks would be technically in, and then they'll get to sit back hoping that the Lions beat the Packers. But then that'll suck because the Lions will know they don't have anything to play for now other than the pride of knocking the Packers out the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So be interesting how they do it. I think they're – I heard some stuff about they're going to announce it during Monday Night Football, but with the potential to have – you know, the Bengals and the and the Ravens, they may wait to afterwards to to see, you know, they may throw the scenario out there. You know, if the Bengals lose, then this is gonna be the Sunday night game. If they win, this will be the Sunday night game. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I'll be tuned in, hopefully, Lord Willow. It's gonna be interesting. We're all gonna be tuned in. And final question if they do end up either way. It sounds like the Lions aren't playing at 1 o'clock, which they have done this entire season. The only time they didn't play at 1 o'clock was on Thanksgiving, where they played at noon. So do you think that impacts anything at all, or do you think the Lions are just in their space? They know, hey, it's all or nothing. This is for all the marbles, just business as usual, or does that time change change anything? It could. It could change things, you know, because – when you're playing at one o'clock every week, kind of going under the radar, but on the radar, you haven't had a lot of national TV games. You know, you haven't had to adjust your scheduling and 
you know, for night games and this and that. And now you finally got one. It's the last game of the season. That could. It affects routines. It affects a lot of different things. Um, hopefully it don't affect them. Hopefully they can muster up and, hey, one game, whenever we got to play it, however, wherever we got to play it, we can do that. But it has a potential, I will say. It's going to be an interesting week, interesting weekend, all the way down to the finish. The Lions are still in it, hanging by a thread, but it's a thread, and that's all we need, Glover. It's all we need. Yeah. (laughs) I still got hope. I still believe in the Lions. I still believe that Baker Mayfield can pull it off, but... We got to go beat the Packers. And it's one of those things that, you know, even though the Vikings are the division champs, the Packers seem like the big brothers in the division. Yeah, And it's always like you got to go and beat the bully to get into the playoffs. You got to – you just got to get past them. And you look at the Vikings yesterday, they've won the division, but they still can't get past the bully. They can't. You know, and now the Lions got to go and do it, you know. So regardless of if they get into the playoffs or not, they they got to get over that hurdle to be able to go and beat the Packers in this in this game. And so hopefully they can get that win and get some help from the Rams. But it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. The Lions have the chance. They already swept the Bears. They have the chance to sweep the Packers as well. Sweep Big Brother under the table. Knock them out of playoff contention. It's going to be a fun end to the season. Glover, any final thoughts, any pluggables to plug before we end this podcast on the end of the season? Man, happy new year to everybody. Get your 2023 started out the right way, you know. Don't be afraid to make resolutions. Don't get caught up in what people say about, oh, you make the same resolutions every year and you never stick to it. Don't get caught up in that. Make resolutions. Make goals. New year. Try to do something. Challenge yourself. And who knows? This may be the year. This may be the year. But happy new year. And let's start 2023 out the right way. Happy New Year to everyone out there. Start 2023 off the right way for you personally and the right way for you as a fan with a hopeful Lions playoff berth. Make sure if you are betting on the Lions to make the playoffs, knock off the Packers. You're doing so with our friends over at Bet Online. And until we come back to cover this Lions Packers game, which we are all going to be building and building in our heads all week long, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.